In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. So now it's finally happened. The JJ Watt saga is over. He's chosen the team and it's the Arizona Cardinals. So the question is, no JJ? So what now? And and that's what this podcast is about. We're going to look at the um, free agency options, Edge, because they're they're still going to bring someone in. Um, It might not be a sexy name, but they're going to bring someone in um, because they know it. You can't just go, hey, let's have Claiborne and a, a rookie, Gustin and Weaver, and let's see what happens. You need to improve on that um, Claiborne option, bring in someone better. So let's just ha- have a look who's out there. Um, we're just going to run through. So I'm going to start from the top of PFF's free agency guide. We're just going to run through the edge options out there. Um, we'll roll, roll, roll a load out of just being too expensive, etc. But uh Let's roll. Let's see what's out there. So first name, Shaquille Barrett, too expensive. Uh-uh. The reason why some of these guys are just too expensive, you've got Miles Garrett that's going to be on a monster deal. You're going to need someone relatively cheap opposite him. You could do a one-two year like JJ Watt. That's why it was an option. But anyone wanting sort of more than two years, it's just not going to happen. Um, they're going to want to balance that out because long-term you need that draft pick there. But you might want to go, hey, we're in a window. We've got some potential to compete. We don't want to risk it on that draft pick needs to start day one. We want him maybe to be there sort of at least for the second year. But let's bring someone in just to be safe. So next name up is Cole Lawson. Just going to be too much again. Potentially like 55 million over four years. That's just not in the the realm where the Browns are going to operate. Obviously, they could go super cheap at defensive tackle, clear all of the veterans out, um, but that that's not where I think they're going to go. Next, Jadavion Clowney. First name that's realistic. If it is a one-year sort of 13 million deal, you could do it. Wouldn't really hate it. It's, it's an interesting option. I don't think they'll go that way, but I think they could certainly explore it. Um, it's the perfect sort of one where you go, hey, we've not lost anything. We're committing that money for one year. And then if the draft pick hits, we can just walk away guilt-free. Um, that, that is certainly an option. Yannick and Gokwe, too big deal, just not going to happen. Um, Melvin Gordon. Now we get into another name that is certainly possible, 20 million over two. Um, you could bring him in and you could go, hey, it's similar to the money that they were potentially going to offer JJ Watt. He was going to be slightly more probably for what the Browns are willing to pay. Um, so that's a legit option. I, I think it's certainly one they will consider. Um, last three years, been the 27th best edge in the NFL, according to PFF. So why not bring him in? He's going to give you great play opposite Miles Garrett. Um, and yeah, but I think if, if you're looking for the star name on a multi-year deal, that is a star as you're going to get. Um, Clowney, obviously, the star on a one-year deal, but Melvin Ingram's your star on a two-year deal. Next name, Bud Dupree. Nah, 
It's a one-year deal, but nah, his, his numbers aren't good. Um, people might look at some sack totals, stuff like that. Don't ever look at sack totals. We've discussed that. You guys are smart. We, we know what we're talking about. Sack totals are just so unreliable. If you're talking about a sack, a, team might, a player might get them like five out of a thousand snaps that they take. That's just not good data. It's such a small data point. When you start looking at pressures and things, you've got so much more of them. It's realistic, but Bud Dupree is not the guy I want to go spend a load of money on opposite Miles Garrett. It'd be fun to steal players off the Steelers. We're going to have a show on that. The next show planned, we're going to all chat about Steelers free agents, Steelers cap situation. It's, it's going to be a funny show because it ain't pretty. Um, next name up, Leonard Floyd. No, I'm not interested. The next guy is, if, if you'd asked me a year ago who I think the Browns sort of perfect option to come in here for, there's a good chance I just told you Trey Hendrickson. He, he looked like the profile that would lead to what the Browns want. The issue with Trey Hendrickson, he's just got too many sacks. Um, so if the sack production wasn't there, it could be a really good option. Um, but we're looking at potentially 48 million over four. It's much more than they want to pay. Could they go, hey, let's devalue, we'll move on from Richardson, sign Trey Hendrickson, and plug that sort of middle of the D-line with someone like Solomon Thomas as you're starting three tech. Yeah, that comes with problems, but you're then in a position where you can go, right, we, we can commit at 12 million a year to Trey Hendrickson. So that's certainly one you could do. I just think that's more on the expensive end of where they want to go. Um, I think they want cheaper. And if it was only two years, then they'd happily do it. I think the fact it's four might scare them off. Matthew Judon, not interested. Far too much money, not the production um, we need. Olden Smith, he was all right last year, but he's 31 and a half. Um, just not there. Hassan Reddick again, one-year deal, but... I, I, He's not the guy I want to bring in um, and go. If I was playing a five-man front, then I think you might see it make a little bit more sense, but not for me. Takarist, ta I'll just go straight for the name. McKinley, um, obviously the, the Browns put in a few waiver claims for him, but just never got there. He kept falling, but not quite enough. Um, he's expected to get bigger money than I would assume. But I, I think that's one they're going to miss. And now we've got my guy, ranked number seven, 97 on the PFF free agent list. Um, this is the guy that I want. And it is old Romeo, Val Romeo, give me my Ro uh, Romeo Aquara. Um, so he looked really, really good last year. It was sort of the first year where it almost clicked. Um, he was ranked 38th as the best edge rusher um, with Detroit Lions. Um, that's 38 of 108. And he isn't a sexy name. Don't get me wrong. If you're asking me, is Clowney better? Is JJ Watt better than Romeo Aquara? 100%. Romeo Aquara, for me, the real value is you can keep him and almost move him further down that roster. And you can bring him in and you can go, right, you're going to start opposite Miles Garrett week one. We've got Port Augustine. We've got a draft pick. We've got uh, Curtis Weaver behind you. So we've got some really, really good depth pieces there. If you can only play 50% of the snaps, that's perfectly fine. If, if that's the sort of number he wants to play to remain peak performance, we can do that. Um, and that sort of, for me, he's just a great option because he starts in that two role, 
that you can move him to your three role and you can still pay him that much money. And there's not many of these other guys. You wouldn't be able to move Melvin Ingram down to your sort of number three role. You wouldn't be able to move some of these other guys and keep them on the roster. Whereas if you're paying Romeo Aquara 18 million over, say, three years, you can easily relegate him down there. And what we've seen is, yeah, his run defense isn't good. Straight up, there's no way to sugarcoat this. It's not good. But you know me, guys. I don't care for run defense that much. As long as it's sort of salvageable, um, which uh, I don't know how great that's going to be. But it's one that the pass rush is really, really good. So he's going to get after your quarterback. You might need to just have a little bit of linebacker cover or someone just in case of the run defense struggling. But I, I would pay the guy and just use him. Let's rush that quarterback and really go for it. Um, whether we ha- Woods has to do some tricky stuff to to match that up, I, I believe it Woods that he, he can make that work. So for me, Romeo Quara is the guy that really intrigues me. Twenty five point seven in terms of age, it's not sexy, but it works. Obviously, yeah, you've got those two other options. I'm have no issue if it's Clowney. I'm gonna have no issue if it's Melvin Ingram. Um, but for me, they're the ones. And yeah, if you want to go crazy, then Trey Hendrickson's probably your your one, but that comes with consequences, and that consequence is probably Sheldon Richardson. Um, because all these things, you guys, I talk about all the time, it's opportunity cost. If you do A, then you can't do B. Um, and for me, Trey Hendrickson, the balance for that is moving on from Sheldon Richardson. Just some other names to see who else is out there. Tyus Brow- Bowser, nah, I'm not interested. Um, Justin Houston, nah, not interested. Um, Tarrell Basham um, is another one. Olivier Vernon is a guy that I would actually happily sign back. Um, the issue is he's probably not going to play um, for a little while. So that's where the problem lies. Um, so I, I think it's one of, with Olivier Vernon, maybe sign him to a vet min deal with loads of incentives, potentially get him up to like 5 million um, based on playtime and other things that he's never going to hit. But we can just sort of, bring him in back into the building and who knows by week six, that's when you've got to drop him off the pup list or not. And you might say, Hey, he's, he's good to go for week eight. We've lost someone else for injury. Let's bring him in. And you've not really lost anything if you've only guaranteed just over like a million um, in his base. So there's some other dudes there, but I just think they're going to need someone that can start, um, week one across from Miles Garrett and then move, transition into that backup role or someone like your um, top guys that I mentioned, like your Hendrickson, your Melvin Ingram or your Clowney that can start there day one and really dominate that for the short time they're with you. So that for me is the options if you're not keeping JJ, well, JJ Watt's obviously not coming. Um, Vernon would have been the ideal of sort of keeping around on sort of the yeah, 15 over two sort of deal. Um, but that unfortunately is not an option. It's a real shame that injury because it would have set up the Browns perfectly to transition. But hey, these things happen. Uh, we've got a smart front office and they'll deal with the consequences. But yeah, Claiborne, sorry guys that do like him. He's not the answer. Um, would I pay him 3 million? No. Um, and that's just the long and short of it. Um, 
if you had sort of one guy that they'd drafted a year ago and they'd set that in motion, then you could easily say, hey, let's draft another one and two draft picks. You can then have sort of a Claiborne there. Um, but I don't think it works out. They might they might keep him around all the way through till camp because they're like, hey, let's um, see what happens. Um, some other one might get injured or Weaver might just be a bust. Um, we don't know that. The guy's never, I'm excited about Weaver, but remember guys, Weaver's never played an NFL snap. Um, so there's no telling what, what the guy is, what he isn't. Um, they could have moved him straight to IR, but they decided to sort of wave him, see if they could get him through that. So they obviously were in love. So that that might be an indication, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the upside that Weaver's going to bring. But yeah, if you ask me, what are the four really most realistic names? I'll repeat them again: Jadavion Clowney, one-year deal; um, Melvin Ingram, two-year deal; Romeo Quara, three-year deal; Trey Hendricks, four-year deal. Um, so they all come with different upside, different negatives. Uh, but no, the draft is the long-term answer for that position. It's just going to depend. Hey. Who's there? What's going to happen? Um, obviously, the, the craziest scenario is that they move on from Richardson, bring in Trey Hendrickson, and then Balm Moore's there at 26. I don't think he's going to get there. But that's a way you can completely reshape that defensive line room and you can go cheap on the interior and expensive on the outside. Um, I, I think that's a pipe dream. You just can't plan for what's going to be there at 26. But it's certainly something you could do. So as always, guys, any questions, hit me up on Twitter. It's Jack Duffin, D-U-F-F-I-N. DMs are open. Ask me anything, Cap Roster, construction-related. Tweet them, send them in DMs, and I'll always answer it. But no, as always, guys, thanks for the positive feedback. So nice to hear from so many of you just reaching out and saying, hey, we really like the new format. I'm genuinely enjoying it. Have a load of other guys back soon. As always, 